1: Welcome to the Phoenix Sports Podcast. It's been a day. There's no music. I don't know what's happening. If you know the music, just sing along in your head. Um, The Phoenix Sports Podcast, technical difficulties and all, is presented by the Tracking Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host with the most, hostess with the mostest, (laughs) One of them. There's two of us, Michaela Perkins. That's sure. Kirsten.
2: I'm the hostess with the mostest, and she is sitting there. And she sucks.
3: <laughs> and she unplugs the computer minutes before the show starts.
2: Um. Wow. Well... Don't blame this on me.
3: <laughs> yes, for the record, I know. I know there were there were rumors. There were sources flying around in the chat. I can not confirm Kirsten is not the reason to blame restream and technology that was out of our hands
1: yeah we're just gonna blame um technology and the internet it's just one of those days cherson it just feels like a weird day are we
2: sure that we're live right now comment uh uh hello if if we are getting to you because it's almost too good to be true at this point
1: can you hear us can you (laughs) see us us? (laughs)
2: hello (laughs)
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. I'm so thrown off. I don't even know what I'm doing. Where, where, what is up? What is down? What is left? What is right? Did you know that I actually really don't know my left or my right? Um, <laughs> why I've never known it. One thing I do know though is I love Four Peaks and I'm super excited for USA, USA, USA. They're taking on the Netherlands, uh, on Saturday and Wait, can you hit
3: me with that again, but the, the, the Netherlands, the Netherlands. <laughs>
1: Great um job. it's the first time they made it to the round of 16 in a while so if you are coming to our watch party at four peaks we're super stoked to see you there it's already sold out unfortunately so if you didn't reserve a spot it's a little too late all oh, 90 man. of you uh jumped on that train really quick um but the 90 of you that are going to be there are going to get to enjoy some kitlifter some wow wheat pints All the good stuff. We love our friends at Four Peaks. Some chicken tendies, most importantly. Um, Super excited for that, Chirsten. I just love Four Peaks beer in general. I think I need one. I need like eight Four Peaks right now.
2: I'm about to bust (laughs) open this holiday cheer box that's sitting on our uh, table right in front of us. Yeah, they Lucky, have a
3: because uh, we do have to open up the second day. Can we? I, it looks <gasps> like you wait, can, can we literally actually punch through it. Yeah, let me let me let me confirm okay, with no, Matt Wait, go. what
2: do you call uh, these? It's like an it's advent. That, calendar. Yeah, it's a it's beer calendar. advent calendar. That is the cutest thing. Super a, cool. A beer advent calendar. I have never seen that before.
1: Yes, I haven't either. But it's kind of cool. And if you want to give the gift of holiday beer cheer this season, you can stop by at Four Peaks. They have a limited supply of these, so make sure you hop on it quick. They're only $55. You can enjoy specialty beers, Tall Boys, and more. I don't think you're going to have to lift that up, I am. <laughs> you can purchase these at the 8th Street Pub in Tempe. Definitely recommend. Max, can we open the second one?
3: Yeah, We opened one yesterday. Open the two. So two, right open here, two, right here, right here. We're off the rails it's already. On this, this is why podcast. you have to watch on YouTube. <gasps> oh, we got a kill lifter. It's Chirson's today.
1: favorite kill lifter. Kill wow, lifter that today? was like it's meant to be. Chirson loves
2: kill Yesterday, lifter. Yesterday
3: we got I a t- we got a tall lifter. boy of Imperial Hazy IPA. Oh, um, wow, we love it's in the fridge right now.
2: Yeah, we we love Hazy IPA is my we favorite. Love a hazy. Uh,
1: love that for us. Um, all right, so I, make sure you go. Is
2: it's not cold, so I can't drink this right now.
1: Oh, that is true. But if you want a, a beer admin calendar, which who doesn't want that, go to the Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe and pick one up. Oh, okay, cheersin. <laughs>
2: Let's get the wow. show back on the rails a
1: little bit, shall we? What just happened? Um, that was a heavy
2: box. Uh, Jacob's asking if I want a bottle of. Bread. No, it's warm. Thank you, though. I really appreciate that. A cold. We'll take a cold one. Thank you
1: um no i (laughs) it's too early for me to drink a beer you're savage
3: it's it's five o'clock somewhere
1: not here not here (laughs) um all right cheers there were many things that happened this week that um i don't know about you but i was a little caught off guard by um i like to run my mouth but other people also like to run their mouths and it had me saying Say what? Say what now? There were so many things this week that had me saying, "Say what?" We have to go through them because um, I have a feeling we're going to be feeling some type of way about a lot of things that went down. And I think we should start with the Phoenix Suns because okay. holy shizma, what's <laughs> Devin Booker? <laughs> is that guy? Tearsin? He dropped fifty-one on the Bulls' heads. Holy short holy shoy he did it in three quarters too by the way um Devin Booker was on one this
2: week he's been on one yeah yeah
1: he's been on one uh he just won western conference player of the month so shout out Devin Booker um it was I don't know about you but I loved watching that game that game was electric d book was on fire it was a really really good game
2: uh anytime the suns are just gelling firing on all cylinders um They're, in my opinion, the most entertaining team in the NBA to watch.
1: Yeah, I a thousand percent agree. It's not even close. They're so much fun to watch. Um, I mentioned Devin Booker's Western Conference Player of the Month for November. He averaged 29 points per game, 5.8 assists per game, 5.3 rebounds per game. He was averaging almost 50% field goal percentage and 37% three-point percentage. That's unreal. Like, that's insane.
2: Bonnie Williams hit with the Coach of the Month, too, right?
1: Yeah, and DA won Player of the Week last week for the Western oh Conference. Oh, my
2: gosh!
1: Wow! Give us
2: all the accolades here in Phoenix.
1: Um, Shout out to the Suns. They are really fun to watch when they are firing on all cylinders. And, man, it looks like they have found a groove. <laughs> think some am a blowout. Um, yeah, super excited to watch the Suns play. I think da and booker when they're playing so well and they're both playing well together like they have to be the best duo in
2: the league yeah i mean they're certainly they're certainly up there we're obviously biased here i love watching those two and i just anytime i have seen deandre ayton uh do well this season and i feel like he's really getting into a groove it just is like a sigh of relief like all the beginning of the season BS is so far behind us and there's been you know like quite a few things surrounding DeAndre Aiden two like throughout mm-hmm. his career here and so i feel like maybe we're like have, we're turning one giant page with him and um Yeah, I love DA. Give me more of DA.
1: Yeah, DA is great. He even called himself out. He was like, I didn't even like the way that I started this season. So he was aware that he did not get off to the best start this season um, on the court with uh, what he was doing numbers-wise. But boy, has he turned it around in the past week. That Bulls game, um, DA dropped, I think, over 30 points. And DA and Book became the first Suns teammates to score 50 points and 30 points in the same game, like in history. So Damn. that's pretty sick. Um, it's always great to see them play like that, especially now that D.A. has kind of figured things out. Um, D.A. is on his seventh straight double-double with 24 and 14 at least. Um, so that's kind of crazy to think about how quickly he's turned that around. Um, and you just love to see it because, like you said, he kind of had a little bit of a struggle bus at the, <laughs> at the beginning of the year. But um, And
2: I hope that we don't, uh, when it comes to Devin Booker, I always like, I always feel like, Oh, we're talking about another Devin Booker, like amazing performance. You know, it's just Devin Booker. And I don't want to glance over the greatness that is D book because, or, or be it, have it be like so familiar that we don't really fully appreciate it. Yeah. Because what he did was efficiency, like historical efficiency. Um, And uh, you know, the other night and He's playing at a level that it's undeniable. Um, you know, I know we're not going to get too much into this, but it's his MVP candidacy is undeniable at this point in his career, um, and he brings such a presence to Phoenix um, and what the outside perspective is to this Phoenix basketball team. Um, and we shouldn't ever forget or take it. Uh, not take it. Take. A... Take advantage of take it for granted, yeah, absolutely. um, That we have Devin Booker, no,
1: I agree, and I also agree that it's time to start seriously talking about Devin Booker as the MVP as a favorite to win the MVP this year because wow, he is just unbelievable on that court. Um, Josh saying, uh, can you bring up Josh's comment, (laughs) DA on a seventh straight double double? Not impressive because I've done that in In N Out before. (laughs) Um, yes uh, we love a good double double from in and out Um, someone else in the comments said thanks Patrick lol in reference to Patrick Beverly uh, taking that cheap shot on DA and kind of being the reason that DA woke up and started bawling out which we will talk about in a second we have some thoughts on Patrick Beverly so stick Mm -hmm. with us but before we get to that um, good old Sir Charles Sir Charles Barkley terrible That was terrible uh (laughs)
2: You have all the impersonations I'm today. just
1: going for it.
3: She went um, from the Dutch to... to,
2: uh,
1: to that terrible. is why she's
2: the hostess with the mostess yeah. and I'm just the Where's
3: girl with the where chair. Your yeah. Thank you very sure. much. Thank you for
1: recognizing that. Um, obviously, he has one of the best sports shows on television on uh, TNT, and he was talking about the Western Conference and what it's shaping up to be, and he had some thoughts. Uh,
0: no disrespect to him. You know how much I love Dave, but... Listen, Phoenix, Denver, the Pelicans, the Grizz. And then you got the figure and the Warriors in there. But I still think, you give me the Suns and the Nuggets, I like my chances of getting to the finals. And as you said last week, Denver will have the best record in the Western Conference. They will. They will have the best record in the Western Conference. <sighs> They're in uh, They're in second right now. But once Jamal Murray gets back, you know, it takes a while to get into the flow. Uh, I like the off season the uh, offseason additions they made. The Denver Nuggets will finish with the best record in the West. You heard it right here, and so you know that right happened. Back with more.
1: Say what? Charles Barkley. I disagree. I mean, obviously we haven't seen the Nuggets firing on all cylinders yet, but I just don't think that if DA and Devin Booker can keep this up, that there's any team that is going to finish with a better record than the Suns in the West.
2: So right now they're neck and neck and if you take a look at like offensive statistical categories the nuggets outperform the suns in like literally everything and i know that like there's way more to the game than just statistics um but when you take a look at overall record they're neck and neck and then when you take a look at like stats within the games team leaders individual leaders uh they have outperformed them um so just taking a look at that like he Is not wrong in thinking that it's going to be a close race. Like it very well could be the Denver Nuggets. Like, I don't think anyone's outrageous for thinking that, Mm -hmm. but I can't bet against the Phoenix Suns and seeing how they've played without, you know, you mentioned Chris Paul and the way that they're in, in Cam Johnson and the way that they're performing now, the way that Devin Booker, if it was even possible for him to elevate his game the way that DeAndre Ayton has elevated his game and just seem to have good team chemistry at this point with where they're at, I could not bet against the Phoenix Suns.
1: Yeah, I couldn't either. There's just no way. I think if you take in consideration what they did last season, the season before that, where they're at right now in the season... I just, I don't, I can't count. Like, I, I know he's not counting out the Suns. I know he said the Nuggets and the Suns as in like Western Conference um, Finals. Those are two, the two teams that are going to be going at it. But I just really think that the Suns haven't shown us everything that they have to offer yet. And they haven't hit that ceiling. And there's still so much that they're going to do this season. So I definitely don't want to say, I, like if I put my money on it right now, I put my money, money on the Suns.
2: I agree though. I think that those teams, we could very well see those two teams in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I. And I would love to see it. I would love to see it do a little, um, uh, some uh, hookups with our DMV. Yeah, yeah, all City. talk some smack. I and... want to make
1: sure that they have Jamal Murray though. That way, they can't use him as a scapegoat again as the reason that they lose. I
3: know. <laughs> all yeah. I'm saying is the last time a Phoenix team played a team from Colorado, <laughs> Phoenix team won. Shout out to Sunday was last night. Um, I also yeah, want to say yeah. I feel like that gets left out of this conversation a lot. Is that like the Suns still have to trade Jay Crowder? Like they're going yeah. to get another yeah. player at some point, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Suns are, are, are going to They're gonna be in better. a much
2: better spot than they are now later in the season. Yeah, the Cam season. Johnson
1: opted to go the route of quicker return in terms of his meniscus injury. So he's going to be back, hopefully, um, as long as everything goes according to plan quicker than we were expecting as well. So we should get Cam Johnson back into the lineup as well, which I think is also going to be um, another factor that is going to add to the Suns uh, positively.
2: Who said who made the comment about Patrick Beverly? It was a little bit of a foreshadow though to uh, just something else I, that just made us say what we don't need to spend too much time on it, but it was definitely uh say what Patrick <sighs> Beverly just stop.
1: I hate Patrick Beverly. Stop um, it. Yeah. He had some thoughts on the whole DA situation. It was on his podcast, right? Cheers.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know what? I have. Uh, we'll, we're going to get into another Patrick podcast in a, a later on. <laughs> what I, is it
1: with Patrick and podcast? I don't know, But
2: also, what is it with play? I don't. I. OK. I'm not going to say, oh, you shouldn't have a podcast if you're a current player. It brings another dynamic to just like media, I guess. Uh, but I just don't know that it's a great idea yeah. to do while it, like while you're in season two to be doing this podcast like I don't and you're commenting on the league that you play in and other players and former teammates and this like I just it's as if we don't already have enough like gossip and this and that and like whatever now you have to have like T like players coming out mid season and like spewing stuff and adding. I I just don't, I don't really like it anyway. Patrick Beverly, obviously we all know he was suspended three games for pushing Deandre Ayton in the back when he was not looking. Um, he doubled down on his behavior on his podcast and said, F that F him. We're not going for that. Shoit. Um, and then went on to say that, uh, It was a very unfortunate situation, and if I could play it back again, I would do the exact same thing. Dude! (sighs)
1: Patrick, 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 Patrick. Obviously, you were in the wrong because you got suspended by the league for your actions. And nobody was in his corner about it. And now you're going to turn around, and on your podcast, you're going to say you would do the same thing again? Like, this guy sucks Uh, sucks so hard I hate Pat Bev all my homies hate Pat Bev what are we doing here like why would you double down on something that obviously you were in the wrong for nobody had your back about you got suspended for like what are we doing Patrick Beverly
2: (laughs) it's just unfortunate because I feel like it's such a bad look and takes away from just the game like the integrity yeah. of the game and what it should be about and the fact that I he seemed like he was a, maybe a little bit of like apologetic for what he did after like immediately after the game just in saying like yeah maybe I should have handled it differently but to then go back on it and say you would do it all over again like that infuriates me Yeah, like Pat Bev whatever I don't care what you have to say or what you know but if you're going to behave in that manner and then go back and say you would do it again, like, that gets under my skin a little bit. Yeah,
1: it bothers me, too. Obviously, Pat Bev doesn't care at all when it comes to this type of thing. Like, he is who he is, and he is obviously not going to change, and he's comfortable being, like, I guess, a dirty player in the NBA. Um, But it's just frustrating, because you always hope that, like, at the very least, there's some remorse or some level of guilt on their behalf like when they awareness. do something like that. Yes, awareness. Like, if you don't have the level of self awareness to admit that you did something wrong by shoving someone from the back, like, come on, like, come on. It's just so frustrating. Like, and that's like, it just feels like a hopeless cause. Like Patrick Beverly is who Patrick Beverly is. He's never going to change. And you're just going to have to expect when you play him, he's going to pull some dirty shit. And that's really frustrating. Like, I just wish that like, if I don't know like if it, like things like this happen like at least have like be the bigger person and apologize like when you're in the wrong like doubling down when you're in the wrong just is so infuriating so uh, Patrick, patrick Goodbye patrick yeah bye patrick beverly um talking about patrick beverly stresses me out i need some ogs
2: <laughs> i've been stressed out since the beginning of this whole thing i would love an og yeah
1: we need some ogs on this podcast right now um if you guys haven't heard by now, OGs are, have the best THC scratch made uh, gummies in the state of Arizona. I am obsessed with them. Their orange creamsicle flavor is my absolute favorite, but they already released their uh, dream edition, sleep edition that helps with sleep in their aqua berry flavor, which is also really good. But um, whether you're taking in OGs because Patrick probably stresses you out or you're taking it in OGs because you need some sleep. It is great experience all around. Uh, we can't recommend them enough. And as always, you can find them at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. You know what else stresses me out? Cheers.
2: Another guy by the name of Patrick.
1: Another guy by the name of Patrick. Um, hashtag ban Patrick with a podcast. Um, also talking <laughs> about the Arizona Cardinals stresses me out as well. Obviously, we all know that oh the gosh. Arizona Cardinals lost. In a very bizarre fashion to the Los Angeles Chargers with a two point conversion with a couple seconds left on the clock on Sunday and after the game Kyler Murray was talking to the media as he normally does and the media was kind of just trying to figure out like what went wrong because that was it was a good game for the most part like the Cardinals were hanging in it Um, you know there were some bumps on the road but they really started to break down towards the end of the game. And uh, while he was addressing the media, he kind of threw his head coach under the bus a little bit, and uh, this is what he had to say: um,
3: "No, it wasn't. that wasn't for hot. Actually, um, schematically, I mean, they kind of we,
0: we were kind of fucked.
1: Schematically, we were kind of so,
2: fucked. So the so the play he was talking about was a fourth and one situation in their own territory, and he ended up throwing an interception." It was a ball intended for DeAndre Hopkins, which was not the original plan. So he, you know, obviously fourth and one, you should not throw a deep ball to DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but this sparked so, so much. When hours. I say a firestorm, that is all anybody has been talking about when it comes to the Cardinals all week long every day i'm talking about nfl network espn uh k adams show colin coward fox sport i mean everybody everybody yeah i mean i was kind of surprised that he said that because to me i interpreted and
1: i might be wrong so feel free to tell me that i'm wrong um i interpreted it as he was just throwing cliff under the bus like he called a play schematically. I did not agree with it. We were kind of fucked. I did what I could with the play that was called. I tried to make something out of it. And that's what happens when we don't have a head coach that knows how to call play calls. Am I wrong? Like, that's what I got out of that.
2: It was either that or it was that he was just saying, like, what they were showing and what they were doing just had us effed. Regardless is and i said this earlier in the week is you left it up to interpretation and the the precedent has already been set or like the storyline has already been established that you and your head coach don't get along because remember yeah it leading up to this game there was a report that came out that said they weren't on good terms and while kyler was out with that hamstring injury they really had like a heart-to-heart and like dish some stuff out and now they're on, a, on better terms and so, like, you know, and that wasn't the only time this topic has been brought up. Obviously, he was yelling at his coach on the sideline during a game and like that. So, this is not a, like a new storyline. No. So, the precedent, so the, we already know the storyline is out there. Kyler and Cliff butt heads. Um, and so, when you go after a game and say something like that, everybody's going to jump to the conclusion that you're talking about calling your head coach out for, you know, putting you guys or setting you guys, you, up for failure mm-hmm. and that's not a good luck whatsoever no yeah I mean uh, uh, it's frustrating
1: to see that this is the dynamic that has formed between our head coach and our quarterback who were both extended in the offseason uh, for a lot of money so you never really want to see that but um, so I told you how I interpreted it how did you interpret it? did you interpret it the throw it under the
2: bus way I think it could have been I think it easily could have also just been him giving like credit to what the defense was doing, mm. but I don't. So like, I don't know. We didn't get clarification on it, but I uh, bottom line is everyone always thinks that I'm like overly judgmental about Kyler. I do have an opinion based like an educated opinion based on being around that franchise since he was drafted. Yeah. Um, But So, like, I don't want to be too harsh on him, but I do feel like there's a standard for quarterbacks where you just sort of shoulder blame, unfortunately, when it comes to things that go wrong in a game. And I've never seen Kyler really shoulder. But, I mean, in that post-game press conference, he said, okay, the offense didn't... uh, The offense fell short and the defense did their job. So, like, in that sense, as, like, a unit. But I just feel like you know, a receiver slows down. There's a miscommunication. It's, Hey, he stands up at the podium. Hey, you know, you, you gotta be alert if you're going to be playing with me and says stuff like that. And like, I just, at what point are you ever just going to just stand up there and say, yep, that's on me. Or, uh, you know, the look that I wanted wasn't there or something like something like that. Right. Yeah. Rather than just always, Seemingly, because I don't exactly know what his what he was trying to convey with that comment, but seemingly just always passing the blame along. Yeah, like why didn't you Kyler call a timeout in that situation if schematically you were effed? Yeah. How about that? You had a timeout, mm-hmm. so maybe it was maybe instead of saying, well, you know, just schematically we we were effed and seemingly blame your head coach for the situation. Why don't you say, you know what? Uh, I didn't, you know, we just weren't in a good position there, and I should have called the timeout. Yep. How about that? So I think, you know, when people are formulating opinions about Kyler, this is the stuff that they're formulating them based off of. Yep, totally. Um, well, I told you how I interpreted it. You
1: just told them how you interpreted it. If you're in the comments watching, let us know how you interpreted that comment. There was a third person who weighed in on this whole debacle. Um, We all might know him. I don't know if you have ever heard of Patrick Peterson, uh, former Arizona Cardinal, now with the Minnesota Vikings, obviously. Um, He has a podcast as well, apparently. All the Patricks that are athletes have podcasts these days. And he had some thoughts on this whole situation. And his response that you're about to hear um, all stems from this quote from Kyler about saying that schematically we were fucked and everything that kind of followed from that game. So uh, here's what our old friend Patrick Peterson had to say.
0: Yeah, you think Cliff Kingsbury may be the scapegoat in regards to their struggles? It ain't no maybe. He will. He will be. Yeah. yeah, he will be. Uh-huh. He will be. And the crazy thing about it, the guy who hired him will still have a job. Yep. It's, it's, it sounds about right. I, I Initially, I was thinking that, they probably would stick with him because of the contractual agreement he has. But now, just seeing how bad they've been, and they, man, the they fired court. a coach after, after after a season, man. Yeah, and he signed he signed that extension last March. But see, just verbally now, vocally, Kyler Murray is talking about, and and I don't like how he's doing that. I think he should keep some things privately. But it tells me he doesn't care about coach, his head coach. And he's putting everything on the head coach basically saying Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray. <laughs> That's just a matter of the fact. Well, well, yeah, well. I, I gotta <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, hey, I can't I can't argue that I don't know him personally. You played with him for a few years, so I gotta take your word for it.
1: Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray say
2: what I have Whew. I have two completely different thoughts on yeah, all of this I agree one is Patrick Pete again this is why I don't like athletes that are currently playing especially when you're in season having a podcast airing stuff out do it five years from now, do it after you've retired and say, yeah, you know, that, that 2022 team, I was hearing this, I was hearing that air it out after the fact. And like, you know, he, Kyler probably maybe he's no longer with the Cardinals. doesn't matter. Like when I just feel like there's a difference between people going on podcasts and it's like, you know, five, 10 years ago, and you're telling the behind the scenes story of something or giving your opinion. But when you're currently playing the league, this just makes Patrick Peterson look bitter. And like, you know, obviously we saw his little, um, I don't want to call it a tirade, but how he went off on Steve Kime after the Cardinals played the Vikings and turned it into a thing and aired out that somebody was putting these emails on his chair while he was with the Cardinals and this and that, like whatever. And He then looked like he was just, like, this bitter guy that couldn't move on with his life, even though it's been a couple years since he's even been an Arizona Cardinal. And then now he's taking to his former quarterback, which it's, like, one thing if you have that opinion of him, but why say it now? There's some things that you either don't say at all or you say – down the road after the fact when it's not that big of a deal
1: yeah I I had some thoughts about this clip and you know uh, someone in the comments saying he addressed what he meant like he clarified at a press conference the next day we, we have that and we'll play it in a second but we're just talking specifically in relation to this clip before context was added it doesn't
2: get any better by the way yeah. His clarification um
1: we're talking specifically about this clip and the context behind it. Listen, I think it's rich coming from Patrick Peterson of all people saying that there's another person that doesn't care about anyone but themselves. When Patrick Peterson threw one of the biggest hissy fits of all time, when he he was here in the Valley and wasn't happy about his contract. So uh, I think that's really rich, but also my other thought on this was like at this point, like I think Patrick Peterson is like, Just giving off such weird energy, like weird hater energy. Like there has been so many things time after time that he has said about his former team that just come across as like a jaded, like ex-girlfriend, bitter, like, Dude, you're on another team. You got the money that you wanted. You're playing football. Like, l- just let it go. And like, it could
2: be accurate. It's just like, yeah. this is
1: not the time or place. It's not the time or place. That's what... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, It is just like the weirdest hater energy of all time coming from Patrick Peterson. It just makes it look like he thinks constantly about the Arizona Cardinals and the Cardinals just live rent free in his head and he like feels some type of way about it and he won't let it go and it's just bizarre like move on like there are so many other things you can talk about now like just let it go it's just to me it's very bizarre how much hater energy Patrick Peterson still has for his former uh, team. And I'm kind of just over it at this point. Like I I don't even know what to think. But um, so obviously he said Kyler Murray doesn't care about anyone but Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray responded on Twitter um, with a very interesting <laughs> statement of his own saying, this isn't true. You on some weird shit, P2. You got my number. If you really felt like this as a big bro in quotes or mentor in quotes, you su- you're supposed to call me and tell me not drag me on your so your podcast can grow. Um, that was a uh, coming out hot. Um, uh, his teammates backed him up. D Hop got in on the chat with some tweets saying, um, you gained attention but lost respect. You didn't you don't need to kick a man when he's already down, which I agree with D Hop. Like, you don't need to kick a man while it's while he's down. It's just so weird. And I think like Kyler kind of hinted at it. Like, this was something that like should have never come out on a podcast as like an open drag. Like, if you genuinely have that big of a problem with someone, like call them text them but even then like I don't think it's coming from a good place in Patrick Peterson's heart like I think Patrick Peterson is just a hater and he has no interest in the well-being of that he's
2: not a member of the media he's he's an right now he's a football player he's still in the league I don't have an issue with him coming out after the fact and having an opinion yeah but I think he's confused about like I think it's really hard to be both I think it's really hard to talk about a league that you're currently playing in and give your opinion about uh, teammates, former teammates, uh, people that you're up against without making it seem like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, it just doesn't right. It just doesn't fit in my mind at all.
1: Yeah, it's all bizarre. Um, Obviously, we're not saying it's okay to kick the coach while he's down either. Um, I don't think either of us condoned what Kyler did up on the stand by saying that he was schematically fucked. In Yeah, that's a great point what
2: kicking the coach while he's down I mean I don't know
1: yeah I, but either of us condoned that so yeah uh, we're not saying that what Kyler did was okay either but um obviously Kyler felt some way about it he tweeted about it his teammates defended him well Hop defended him which was good to see um some people in the media then followed up with Patrick Peterson um, and Patrick did say that he actually didn't have his number, but he was able to get it from one of Kyler's former teammates who uh, he knows, and he did text Kyler Murray, but he hadn't heard back yet, and uh, then at a press conference, he was able to kind of clarify what he was talking about.
0: Um, first of all, I don't have any beef with Kyler Murray. Because He was like, oh, Patrick blatantly disrespected Kyler. I didn't do that. You know, what I meant by... My comment was, when you're a franchise quarterback, you have to carry yourself a certain way. So if you're having bad body language, pouting and on the sideline, what type of energy do you think that that feeds off to your teammates? That's what I meant about Kyler cares, he's caring about himself because he's not putting the team first. You know, when you make a bad throw, you're coming off off to the sideline, you're dropping your shoulders, how do you think the defense feel? If 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 our starting quarterback don't have any energy, no fire, that we can win this game, how can we? So that's what I meant about, about Kyler caring about Kyler. I didn't mean that in no disrespect, any fashion or form. Mm-hmm. And I might not be his mentor, but these are the things, tips that I think that it can help him be, you know, a better football player in the long run. You know, so. It is what it is at the end of the day. He mentioned that you have his number. You intend to call him or- I don't have his number. I did reach out. <laughs> I did get his number from my ex teammate. I text him. Okay. He didn't reply to the text. I don't know if that's his number, uh, whatever the case may be. But you know, but I, I do look forward to talking to him. You know, because I see a ton of talent in him. And that-
2: <laughs> Oh my God. Dude, he's
1: not wrong. Yeah. Okay, well that was gonna be my next question is He's not now that we have the context of everything, according to Patrick Peterson, who was backtracking like as fast as Patrick Peterson has ever backtracked in his life. um, Do you think that he's wrong or was he right?
2: Right in what he was saying, wrong in his approach. You don't air it out in that way. You just don't. You should probably keep that to yourself for a little while at least. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely
1: some validity to what he's trying to say, like, You know, body language matters. Those types of things, when you're the starting quarterback for an NFL team, like are all very important to morale, to the overall team healthiness. Like it's all things that matter. Can
2: I say one thing too that I just thought of? Do you remember? I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was the Monday Night Football countdown crew that Larry Fitzgerald was on in Mexico City. Do you guys remember how he was like gloating? about uh colt mccoy in a way that everyone was like he knows what he larry knows what he's doing right now like you don't praise cole in the way that you're praising him and not say anything about kyler without it being something so whether it was that conversation that stemmed from last year when he was pouting on the sidelines and there are Atrocious loss to l a or like Larry doing stuff like that, or like whatever. Please, dear God, nobody say that we're just making stuff up. We're not making stuff yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely not just like making
1: problems up out of thin air. Like there are validities. and there are valid concerns as to what is happening with Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals right now. So whether you agree with them as being an issue or not is a different is a different debate. Right. But there are, There is something going on like there when there's smoke there's fire and there's a lot of smoke coming out of the arizona cardinals state farm stadium right now so um (laughs) it's not actually on fire (laughs) Um, but yeah (laughs) the smoke alarms are going (laughs) off baby um and i think like being concerned is like valid like we are we're invested in this team as fans as media as taxpayers. Like it's all fine to have different opinions on the situation. Like there are people out there that are going to defend Kyler Murray to the, they're blue in the face. And no matter what that man does, they will have his back hundred percent of the time. That's fine. If that's how you feel, there are other people out there who are concerned about where things are going, about how this team is spending money on head coaches and GMs and starting quarterbacks which is also fine and there are people out there who are not in on Kyler Murray who think it is a huge mistake and that's also (laughs) fine like we are all over the place on this um and there's gonna be uh there's gonna be different opinions but you know it's not like we're just making it up we're not like there's way
2: too many people on social media saying that that media has just made it up and that we've like ruined it again I'm gonna it's a it's a big you know, everybody's kind of lo- looped into it. But local media, national media, it's the same narrative wherever you look. And if it's the same narrative wherever you look, there is definitely smoke. I ca- That is the worst take that I see way too often is that, like, we ruined his career and his reputation. It's like, dude, yeah, no. Where
1: there's smoke, there's fire. Like, we can't just, like... There would be no questions about him as a leader or his character or this or that. If like there weren't things happening that called it into question, like we're not going to just like sit here and make stuff up for the fun of it. Like there are serious things happening right now. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, You know, I I get that what Patrick Peterson is saying, like these are the things that he's observing from a 50,000 foot view I think it's definitely wrong delivery. Like you shouldn't be dragging someone on your podcast to get your podcast, more listeners or whatever the reason was for making that decision. I think it's tacky. I think it's not called for, and I think it just makes you look like a hater. So I don't agree with what he did or what he said. And I also think his backtrack was him trying to cover his tracks because I don't think that comment came from the good place that he was trying to make it seem like when he first made it. So I do think he tried to backtrack crap ton in that uh in that press conference the way
2: that i took it was just that like he was more so stating facts based on what he's seen rather than trying to take a dig at kyler that's the way that i interpreted it which again is what he doesn't
1: he's not in the locker room right now which is why i still feel like it's such hater energy because you don't think people talk though of course, people talk. Oh my gosh. But like, I think it's just, I think it's weird because it's not coming from someone on the team. Like if his teammates were saying this, this would be a whole different well, conversation, they would never. yeah. but he's not in the locker room, so he doesn't really know. So I think him coming at it this hard is just weird to me. That's just my opinion. I think it's weird. <laughs> Like, it's bizarre.
2: I heard Monty as a Dr. since last summer.
1: <laughs> our viewers are hilarious. The Wait, comments we that you guys come chat. up with are so Speaking funny. Speaking of hilarious. Um, yeah, shout out Sean Marks for our super chat. If you guys didn't know, Cheersten shut down our entire operation before the show started trying to plug in her phone charger, By which the is way, why we were like, kind of late. Uh,
2: an eighth of a sliver of a sliver. <laughs> So, Sean Marks, thank
1: you for uh, contributing to Chirsten's new phone charge <laughs> fund. Um You guys are the best. We appreciate the comments a lot. You know but... what
2: is a good thing this week? What? <sighs> Cardinals are on a buy. Oh, so my God. I like think I can to, breathe. We don't have to worry about watching them, <laughs> and we don't have to worry about and trying to include them in any of our underdog uh, fantasy games. Well, what did you – I wouldn't – what do you – what would you call the underdog what the pickums pickums yeah sometimes i do that especially <laughs> especially if i'm stressed out before i start a show you will know that like there will be at least 10 times where i totally forget what i'm gonna say <laughs>
1: um yes thank the lord we don't have to suffer through another cardinals game this week but um there are other ways to enjoy football including if you want to play a pickum game on the underdog fantasy app which we definitely recommend so sean hit us with what you got
3: yeah um i mean looking no further than the Suns game tonight like you talked about already Devin Booker is on a roll uh you can get Devin Booker higher than 30 and then 42 and a half points rebounds and assists he hit that alone with points the other night I
2: like that um
3: combine that with another guy who's been on the roll DeAndre Ayton higher than 33 and a half points rebounds and assists um I just yeah I'm I'm in on these two these two guys to keep in, to keep having big games until they do otherwise, essentially. So combine that with anything else. You probably can find some good stuff from football, honestly. I was going to
2: say, just forget the NFL as a whole. It uh, do no, not exist this Who needs football this I'm week? Just,
3: I'm just saying, um, honestly, give me Mike White, uh, Miguel Blanco, as, as uh, Bo called him the other day. Um, higher 248 and a half passing yards for the New York Jets. Um, but they obviously don't have anything for the cards because they don't play this week. Ooh, obviously. ooh, hold on. I got something for you if they have it. Um, or is it Derrick Henry higher than a hundred and one and a half rushing and receiving yards against the Philadelphia Eagles and their bad rush defense? Um, so combine that, combine Mike White, combine. From some stuff. You can make yourself a little bit of money. I feel like go. you were
2: singing a Drake song there for a second. <laughs> it's super easy to get started, though. You just have to go to
1: underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Uh, download Underdog. You <laughs>
3: sounded like a baby wolf trying to discover her howl.
1: Like. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I didn't want to full send and like break people's eardrums on howling. (laughs) um but yeah so basically patrick peterson is a weirdo patrick beverly is a weirdo ban hashtag ban patricks with podcasts um we're over that energy take it somewhere else you weird haters um yeah patrick peterson especially needs to move on like find another hobby besides trashing on your old team you freaking weirdo all right now we're
2: gonna move on oh oh, (laughs) to the coyotes Oh,
1: my God. Um, all right. Well, if you guys didn't know by now, Cheerston is the reporter with the mostest because Homegirl has been to every freaking Tempe City Council meeting about this Coyotes Arena since the beginning of time. Um, I don't know how she has the patience for it because I would rather poke my eye out with a hot fork than go to a city council meeting. But she was there with I, bells and whistles on. I
2: actually <laughs> have fully embraced it and look forward to the city council meetings. Now.
1: Um, You are weird. You are strange. But that's It is Um, so
2: interesting to see how they unfold. Yeah. Uncle Gary
1: was in town for this one. Gary Bettman was here. And um, Tristan, do you want to take us through everything that happened at this city council meeting and what Uncle Gary had to say?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing to come out of it is there was a unanimous vote by Tempe City Council to approve the proposal for the new arena and entertainment district, which means the city will, or the public city residents will now have the final say on whether this gets a full stamp of approval. So in May, um, The uh, Tempe residents will vote, um, which means nothing is going to happen between now and May whatsoever, except for the coyotes trying to, you know, market themselves to residents, try and collect signatures, things like that. But there's nothing that can be moved forward in terms of, you know, putting a shovel in the ground or anything like that, at least until May. So we kind of already knew that, though, uh, a few weeks ago when they decided to um, move it to referendum. Um, So that was the big thing, but Gary Bettman flew in for just to be there for that meeting and gave his full support. I know a lot of people are bitter that Gary Bettman still supports the Coyotes, but you know what? They are an NHL team and he's obviously going to be in support of them. And, um, you know, he, he backed the current ownership as well and gave the current ownership their his full support. And it was a pretty big deal, in my opinion, the way that this this is. So I'm talking from opinion, the way that the meeting unfolded, um, it seemed like. They're going to have no problem from what I picked up, that they're going to have no problem getting this passed. Uh, It even seemed like the airport, um, Sky Harbor Airport, seemed to kind of shift their narrative to being. A little bit more in support like it seemed like they had made some leeway behind the scenes during negotiations of uh getting to some more common ground and so wa- no
1: airplanes are going to drop out of the sky and fall <laughs> on the arena <laughs> no, anymore i certainly hope
2: not wow uh <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah it also had something to do with the residents that residences that were being built uh there ha- there's noise ordinances that have to be up- upheld and whether or not that that was going to be able to they were going to be able to work that out, or or if they were going to have changed flight paths and all this stuff. So there, it was very very complicated. But, um, yeah. So that seemed like and they're in a much better position than they were over the summer. Oh my gosh, the airport came out and was just they were, uh, they were not having it. So between that and just everybody that I heard, they there were so many people within the city, uh, former mayor, um, just people of position higher positions that had to do with the city came and spoke in support of this project and i was expecting there to be a little bit more backlash than there was even from tempe residents because it was an open forum this time around and there wasn't really of course you had a few people that were saying like i love the idea of it but the coyotes have a track record but they were also they were also going like far back to where we're talking about different ownerships and things like that where it didn't even really fit. So obviously city council unanimous decision decided, no, we're going to approve this. So you've got city council's support. um, And I just can't imagine uh, residents not approving it. I just can't imagine. So I walked away from that meeting feeling really, really good about where the coyotes are in terms of getting this approved. And then I also asked Gary Bettman, uh, you know, very public their issues out in glendale do you think they're in a better spot now that they're out of there and this is what he had to say coyotes had their fair share of issues when they were in glendale do you think they're in a better spot now that they're out of there
1: i I think they're where they need to be and by the way i'm grateful to asu for sharing mullet arena uh obviously it's got to be temporary because of the size uh but all reports we're getting is it's been a fun experience and on a temporary basis it it works and again we're grateful to asu i think they're where they need to be they're where they need to be i love that answer um uncle gary is the best (laughs) the only reason that there's hockey in the desert is because of that man that you all just saw on the screen um a big proponent of keeping phoenix as an nhl market but um, I think I don't know that it's just like super encouraging. I love to hear that even the airport has kind of switched directions. Now it seems like the only really concern left is the traffic that's going to cause, which the Coyote said can be mitigated. Um, I yeah, don't know it wasn't if the I. Coyotes,
2: mess- it was the Tempe like Department of Transportation. They actually did like a full blown like analytical study and, and decided that there were potentially two areas that could. Cause problems as is but that it could be mitigated and then the rest of it was going to be like traffic wise is going to be okay so they that's great yeah and they presented like a full case and numbers and all that stuff so
1: yeah Love to hear it. Um, It just is really encouraging. I feel for Coyotes fans more than any other fan base in this valley because they have been through the ringer and it's just I finally feel and I don't know if I'm alone in this but I feel like this is like a turning point for the Coyotes. Um, Obviously I know they've taken a lot of flack for the Molot Arena situation and sharing it with a D1 college program um, and I don't ever see that ending as long as they're in that arena because other hockey fans just love to hate on the coyotes and they'll take any reason that they can get to do it. But, um, I think this is like what Gary said. They are where they need to be. Like sharing Milo arena is where they need to be right now because they needed to get out of Glendale. And if playing call uh, playing hockey in a college arena is the step that has to take to ensure that they are out of Glendale forever and they get a location, or an arena in a location that's more central in the valley by me. Like I will sit my butt in those seats in Mold Arena and watch Coyotes play hockey there for however many years it takes for them to get their arena in Tempe because they, they had to leave Glendale. Glendale was not viable any longer. Well, they and, literally did. Well, they literally they got, got, kicked ha- kicked got kicked out. So <laughs> they really didn't have any option. But um, to me, this is just super encouraging. And I'm really, really glad that the city of Tempe is on board with this and they are being so supportive of it because good Lord, the Coyotes need a win. Like the organization just needs a win. So to know that so far it seems like it's on the right track, that the city embraces them, that the, the organizations there do, the students are already really excited about it. Um, I'm just happy for the Coyotes because I feel like we're finally on the right track and we're heading in the right direction for a longer viable NHL team in the desert. So
2: I agree. Happy, happy.
1: Happy, happy. You know what I don't agree with? What? Eating organs of animals. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, kind of burying the lead there a little bit. Um,
1: yeah, got kind of burying the lead Say there. what? <laughs> Say what? I don't want to eat an animal, Morgan. Um, our good friend, Craig Morgan, I don't know if you've heard of him, uh, nominated for the Arizona Sports Writer of the Year from a very esteemed organization. Also happens to be an employee at PHNX. Uh, He did an interview with Jacob Chickering, obviously, because Chick is back after being injured for a while. And he is skating again with his teammates. And he wrote out this interview on GoPHNX.com, which you can read for for free. free. It is unlocked because all of our content right now is um, now unlocked. And so you don't have to be a member to read articles anymore. So if you haven't gone to check it out, go read this article because it is very interesting. Um, And Chirsten, one of the things that Jacob said had me a little queasy.
2: Yes. So he talked about his diet and he said, well, it's a lot of protein. I'm not really eating carbs, which, okay, that's kind of normal. He says on, uh, you know, game days, eat some sweet potatoes. Okay. We're still normal here. Rice, fruit. uh, Okay. Still normal. Okay. This is where it gets abnormal. (laughs) He eats raw liver and raw beef heart. The taste is awful. Quote, but your body almost craves it when you eat it consistently, consistently because it's so nutrient dense. Have you guys ever? <laughs> have you guys ever tasted that stuff? No. Why would I want to eat a liver or a because beef heart? It is. I'm getting teary-eyed. I'm, <laughs> I'm choking up at the thought. It is single-handedly. Why have you eaten it? The, because it's really healthy, and I went. I I went through this really healthy period of time where I was like eating everything was raw and this and that and like whatever. And I was like, I just kept reading about how healthy like beef liver and you know, beef heart, like stuff like that is. I mean, it's a thing. So I tried it first off this
1: smell guys. Oh my god, what is wrong with you? You it couldn't
2: is, pay me enough money to eat raw liver. It is the most dis- think of think of eating the most disgusting thing you could possibly eat and then magnify that by 100. I gagged for so long after the fact. I dude, <laughs> ew, stop. <laughs> I can't even think about it. I'm sorry. There's no I tell you way.
1: how disgust- disgusting it is no there's no way i don't care how much money you offer me oh a, a house a car a boat i would there's no shot that i'm eating raw liver and raw heart i'm sorry that is, but that is disgusting so that is horrifying there's no shot I'm, well
3: you know. i mean i guess we know Tristan's answer what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten mac
1: um because
3: uh, i really haven't gotten that like i've eaten an ant i mean this I'm sorry, what? Someone dared me to eat you just an eat ant ants
1: when you were a kid? Yeah,
3: some, someone dared me to It was Whoa. last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're a pro college student, you got to get, no. Someone...
1: Um, I've had frog legs and snails.
3: Okay. I... They,
1: when you go on a cruise, like, they do, like, appetizer courses, and yeah. they have, like, very bizarre appetizers. So, my brother and I would, like, try all the weird ones. So, we did, like, frog legs, snails. I think there was like, an alligator somewhere, like, a deep fried alligator yeah. or something okay, like that. Yeah, I've had an
3: yeah. alligator. I've had, like, a, a, a bison burger before, I think. That's not weird. But otherwise, yeah, but that's my I point. Eat, yeah. I, I Otherwise, I've, I I've never virus. had anything weird other than the singular ant that I ate because of a Oh dare! Yeah, otherwise, I keep it pretty normal.
1: Yeah, snails are. I love escargot. Snails are really good. Um, like Jan Paul Edward De Dios said he's eating pork tongue. Blah, nope. No. Um, Rocky Mountain oysters are very popular where I'm from, and those are bull testicles, and people will eat those. Um, no. Not kidding. Very popular. No. Uh, if you're in the chat, let us know what the weirdest thing you've eaten is. Uh, we would love to read your answers out and see raw meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Jason has eaten raw meatballs. Actually, they her uh, they were accident. expired raw meatballs. Um, they
2: weren't expired oh i thought they were expired and that's why you're eating them
1: they were oh no they're just not cooked they were not cooked. yeah they were just okay. frozen
2: meatballs that i put in the microwave because i thought they were pre-cooked and they were not
1: um brian saying he just ate lunch so sorry brian so sorry um if you have a problem go yell at jacob chicken because homeboy is eating raw liver and raw beef heart for oh, whatever God. reason um Lindsay, hi Lindsay. i give them to my dogs as treats sometimes and they smell so bad yeah what, the no. liver yeah, the liver and the the it's, liver and the heart. Yeah, yeah imagine Ugh. how it
2: tastes. I'm no. telling you.
1: I don't know why. Like, I'm sorry. I know Jacob chicken is a professional athlete and he takes it very seriously and he wants to take care of his body. But there are so many things that you
2: can I do before rather you get to crack a re- raw, raw, raw egg into my mouth. No, then even go near. Totori does that. Totori yeah. eats like six eggs, raw eggs on a. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't
3: know if he's eating. Is he eating is raw he eggs? Here? I don't. Yeah, he's here. I don't know. If he's eating. He, he eats <laughs> Totri, eggs.
2: Do you eat raw eggs.
3: Yeah, Max just Max is just totally talking out the side creating rumors. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy.
1: Toad drink the gym, bro. He needs the protein. <laughs> yeah,
3: he's not a, a crazy person though.
1: <laughs> um, Daniel's saying snails aren't that bad. Actually, they're really not. If you put some butter in there, ooh. Lindsay's eating crickets. I don't know how I feel about that. That's
3: crickets a, are relatively that common. Was a, um, uh,
2: there was soup? a whole segment on Hard Knocks about those crickets. What do you eat? Iguana soup? No, you don't like eat
3: well, I've eaten I mean, a lot of weird I when mean, you were
1: in the military. Yeah, I bet you did, Sean. I can only imagine the things you ate when you were in the military.
2: <laughs> oh, gross. Tripe is
3: nasty. I, I've had weird things that aren't necessarily gross, but like I remember one time me and my family tried something because we saw it on TV or something that was like a hot dog, but it had like cheese and jelly on the roll. And it was like I could get down with very that. odd, but it's not like those things aren't weird. It's just a weird combination. combination. So that, yeah. that's more of the weird stuff that I've had.
1: Interesting. All right. Well, um, I have lost my appetite for lunch, and I probably right, won't be eating for the rest of the day. Um, yeah, people are really eating weird things: blood sausage, flavored crickets. I, I'm very like I have a very sensitive tummy, and I'm not putting that anywhere near my body. Um, live scorpion. What? That's weird. That's bizarre. Nobody nope. ate a live
2: scorpion. Sean said he did.
1: No. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, like he
3: said, he was in the military. He, this... No. Yeah, a probably, live they scorpion. As, like,
1: yeah, up just up cut off the end of the tail. No. Yeah. They probably did that as like some it thing. Oh,
3: It's, it's going to be moving as it goes down your throat.
1: Ah, okay, okay. We can't do this. No, uh, no, no. no, no. Okay, moving on. Um, If you want to try a combination of weird things, you can build a weird parlay on DraftKings
3: Sports. They'll <laughs> give you one. <laughs> Fucking turn me up, Matt. That was electric.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to build a weird parlay on DraftKings Sportsbook, you can do it, baby, because the DraftKings Sportsbook app is the place to go. It'll be much
2: better to stomach that. It's easier to stomach
1: the weird parlays on DraftKings Sportsbook, especially when you're making money. Hell yeah. Um the NBA season is here, so there's never been a better time to bet on basketball. Um, especially when it comes to the Phoenix Suns, because I'm pretty confident in betting on the Phoenix Suns. I'm a very sensitive better. I won't bet on teams that I have no idea what's gonna happen. Like I refuse to bet on the Diamondbacks, I refuse to bet on the Sun Devils, but I will will bet on the Suns because I'm pretty confident in what is going to happen in those games. Um, if you can take a over or under on Devin Booker total points, always smash the over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But if you want to get in on the action, you can download the app now. Sign up with promo code PHNX. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game, and you'll get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code PHNX. Only add the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and elevator restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
3: Your boy made some money last night in the DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, app. yeah? I parlayed the Arizona State money line when they were down at halftime with the Buffalo Bills money line. $10 nice. down, got paid out 66 Yay. Yeah, Yay! There, there you a go, Shawnee. There you go. He used
1: it to buy me Starbees this morning, did, which I'm, that I'm very sure. grateful for. That um,
3: <laughs> Matt gave me a ride because someone I stole did, my yes. converter. And I drove our car.
1: producer to the studio. Um, all right, let's finish out this podcast with our
2: new head coach in the Valley. Could Arizona State be relevant again in the next few years? Say
3: what? Whoa. Say what?
1: Whoa. Arizona Whoa. State
2: like is uh, going to be relevant?
1: Um, we're super excited We're for this always hire. relevant. Oh mm,
3: no! No, we're
1: it. not. No, we're stop, not. Stop you're acting like
2: we're not like ASU alumni. It. Like <laughs> it just is what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, It right, but... is a roller coaster of emotions. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm so freaking stoked for this new head coach because he's freaking stoked. Kenny Dillingham, the former offensive coordinator for the Oregon Ducks, is the new head coach dilly for dilly. the Arizona State Sun Devils. Dilly dilly baby, dilly dilly is here in the valley. Um, he is an Arizona State University kid through and through. He was um, born and raised here in the Valley. He has had a lot of history here. He was an eighth generation Arizonan. Holy cow. He went to Chaparral High School. He graduated that from like ASU. That doesn't exist. What, an eighth-generation Arizona, yeah. yeah, that's wild. That like that's like, like back to like the 1800s. Yeah, I was like, gonna say
3: before Arizona was Arizona, like, yeah. before it existed.
1: Uh Kenny Dillingham family was here. Uh, he went to Chaparral High School, he graduated from ASU in 2012. Um, his wife Bree was a dance team member at ASU. He has a family full of ASU grads. Uh, he was a graduate assistant coach from 2014 to 15 under Todd Graham. So this guy is like Arizona State through and through like if there's a Sun Devil if you look the up the definition of Sun Devil like Kenny Dillingham's picture will pop up right next to it um so obviously knowing all of this it makes a little bit more sense as to why he was so emotional at his introductory press conference and I love watching this video because it still gets me choked up it still gets me fired up um and we're really excited that he is here and he's really excited too because check out what he had to say at his introductory press conference
0: I'm home. But first thing I want to say is I want to thank Dr. Crow, Ray Anderson, Gene Boyd, Marcus Williams. I mean, this is literally home. Home.
3: Yes, sir. There's no emotion in football. (laughs) (laughs) His wife's been at it all morning, so he had to catch up. (laughs)
2: so i say that because this place is special
3: the
0: state is special the people in this room are special i got guys at my wedding right there, <laughs> there you go.
3: sorry Pretty emotional, right? It's just who I am. The one thing you're going to get from me.
2: who needed somebody who just loves ASU and loves the Valley and is committed to ASU for reasons beyond just themselves. Like it's not just a a good opportunity for a guy that is extremely young to have a head coaching role at a power five conference. Very young, but it's a guy who is probably in a dream role, like pinch me like the emotions I'm with him. I mostly get emotional about things that are just like, I cannot believe like, this is so amazing. I am so fortunate for this and it it gets me choked up. So like, I understand how choked up he could be where it's just like, I can't even believe that like, this is my reality right now. Yeah. So he loves Arizona state and from a genuine and pure place in his heart. And I think they needed, because again, we don't know what sanctions are going to be handed down or what is going to happen with this program. What, If that investigation ever ends. Uh, And so you needed to get somebody in here who was not looking at it for anything else. And just like, man, I love this program.
1: Yeah. Kenny Dillingham is exactly what this program needed. Obviously, Arizona State's taking a little bit of a flyer out on hiring a 32-year-old head coach. He is extremely young, extremely young to be in that position. Obviously, you can kind of, thankfully, he does have a track record coming in. Um, you can look at Oregon's offense and attribute a lot of its success to Kenny. Um, so his track record is positive, which is always great. One of the things that he emphasized in his press conference, though, was the importance of recruiting in state, which is something that has been overlooked by Arizona State for so long. And it's so disappointing because you have kids like Spencer Rattler, like the wide receiver of Texas, like so many great, I think Jake Smith, um, so many great talents coming out of this. State that are going to different universities like not in state and it's really freaking frustrating that we can't capitalize on this in state talent. And so Kenny wanted to make sure that everybody knew look at list like we got to get after these kids that are here in Arizona, um, which I love to see. Um, Obviously, they've already had their first uh, commitment under the Dillingham era. It's a three star offensive lineman Syria Candielli. So that's super exciting. He's already sticking true to his word. He's already got a commit that is from Arizona here um to the
2: program.
1: I to see a five star next time. <laughs> uh five star next time. Um another thing that he said that was really encouraging too was like he wants to make this program Arizona centric. He's already made three coaching staff decisions and all three of them have ties to Arizona State Arizona in some way. Um, and then also my favorite thing that came out of this press conference was that we found out the future of Sean Aguano, which was in limbo for a little bit. We didn't know. Obviously, when you bring in a new head coach, they have the uh, freedom to change the coaching staff as they see fit. So uh, he clarified for us what's going to be happening with Sean Aguano.
0: Could you ask me if we're retaining Sean Aguano? Are you retaining Sean Aguano? Yes, Iguano. we are retaining Sean Aguano. So...
2: That's step one. Sean's done an absolutely remarkable job here. As a person, everybody in this valley respects him. Anybody who's ever met him respects him. And I couldn't be happier. You know, one of the first people I saw when I got here was, was Coach Iguano. And it just, he brings a joy to you when you, walk, when you see him in the room. And there's not many people who can do that.
1: Friggin' love it. Cam Cox couldn't even finish his question before he cut him (laughs) off. He was like, yes, we are, Um, which is always great to see because, um, you know, Sean Guano is a great guy. He obviously has a respect uh, in that locker room of his players. He preaches Ohana and he lives Ohana. um, And he obviously is very Arizona centric as well. So I think there's a great chemistry there.
2: To quote Mr. Gary Bettman. They're where they need to be. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mic drop it, Chirsten.
1: We're going home. No, just kidding. Um, Yeah, so really fired up for Arizona State. I'm happy that they got their guy and it seems to be a really good decision despite his age. And it's gonna be cool to see what he can do with the program, right, Cheers.
2: Yeah, they're where they need to be. <laughs> um, You know what else is
1: really cool is golfing. And what's even yes. better than golfing is looking good while you're golfing.
2: Tell us Heck, about Bad yes. Birdie Cheers. Bad Birdie, first off, has exploded. I cannot go anywhere nowadays without seeing somebody in bad birdie gear. Obviously when I'm out on the golf course, the driving range, somebody somewhere has got a golf bag or a polo or a pullover. Um, but it is exploding, especially here in Arizona. You love to see it. Uh, they've got brand new styles styles up on their website. Uh, we've all been rocking them the last few weeks, few months. Um, around just our studios so it doesn't have to be just golf, the gear. golf course, yeah it's just really <laughs> comfortable clothing that is good for the office it's good for church it's good for anywhere you got to just kind of look presentable and then of course the golf course so you can head over to bad birdiegolf.com and use our promo code PHNX, P-H- bad oh, birdie ph x bad birdie uh for 15 percent off
1: Yep, PHNX Bad Birdie will get you that 15% off. We love some good golf clothes. We love clothes in general. Um And that bucket it. hat. Ooh, yeah, so cute. Uh, all right well that's the show thank you guys so much for tuning in well we made it we, we're here we well against all odds we didn't know if we were gonna make it at the beginning here uh our 30 minute technical difficulties delay we finally got off the ground
2: <laughs> any exciting plans for the weekend cheers um i may be going up to prescott to celebrate a friend's birthday oh
1: i, I heard might you might be, be there.
2: You.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are really excited for the weekend we hope you guys all have a great weekend as well thank you guys so much for tuning in you guys are the absolute best don't forget you can still sign up to become a diehard over at gophnx.com being a diehard has so many great benefits um even though all of our content is now unlocked and free to read you will get access to diehard only content as well as diehard only merch diehard only discounts you get a 20 percent discount at the phnx locker at all times doesn't matter when or where if you want to buy your merch at 1am you'll still get that discount so There's a ton of other great benefits. You can be in our diehard only discord where you can chat with us whenever you want to. There's just so many great things about being a diehard. So head on over to gophnx.com and sign up to be a diehard now. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Thank you again for watching our show. Don't forget to hit the like button on this video. Leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. It really does help us out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are the best. Normally we're live at 1230. We don't we can't make any problems next week. Um, Cheers (laughs) is going to go charge her phone. Hopefully we'll be live at 1230 next week. (laughs) We'll see you <laughs> then.